0: Brother Metter, and I greet you in the precious holy name of Jesus. Pray everyone's doing well. I want to go right back into what I was talking to you about in our last session, and that is on unity. There's got to be a coming together. When the Lord poured the Holy Ghost out on the day of Pentecost, He poured it out on 120 people. Inside those 120, there were 12 apostles, and the Lord raised up ministry government he laid down doctrine. He laid down uh, leadership. And I want to you to go with me to 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. And the Lord told me when he poured out the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost, he did not do it uh, just with evidence of speaking in tongues. That 120 were not the late members of the church. They were the ministry. They were the body. They were the governing body. And every one of those 120 were given offices. They were given gifts. They were given uh, operations. And uh, I'm going to 1 Corinthians 12. uh, And I'll just start with the very first verse. Paul saying here, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. That means uh, I don't want you ignorant of spiritual things. Darkness relates to and is interpreted as ignorance of, uh, of spiritual things. So when Jesus said you walk in darkness, he was saying you walk in ignorance of spiritual things. He said in one place, if your eye be single, then how great is the light that is in you? He said, but if your eye be darkness, how great is that darkness? So if you're walking in spiritual ignorance, he said, how great is that ignorance or how great is that darkness? Uh, spiritually that is in you. So here in First Corinthians 12, the very first verse, Paul is saying, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant or I don't want you walking in darkness. For ye you know that you were Gentiles, carried away unto those dumb idols, even as ye were led. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. And so here he starts going into the working of the Spirit of God for the government of the church. In verse 4 he said, now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. So he's saying there's diversities of gifts, there's differences in the gifts, and we uh, count that there's nine uh, per se, and And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. So what Paul was saying, your administration is like we've got in our government. It's the president, vice president, speaker in the house is third in line for the presidency. If something happens to the president, vice president, you've got three branches of government. You've got the executive, legislative, and, and the judicial. So Uh, You've got different administrations. You've got the same Lord that lords over all, controls all, and dispenses gifts to all, but you've got differences of administrations. You've got differences, and there are diversities of operations. The people in the legislative branch, they make the laws. The people in the judicial branch, they enforce the laws in the people in the executive branch. They are the government over everything. They provide leadership for the nation. They provide um, Leadership, they wisdom and understanding of where the nation's going, how to lead it. And so we've got uh, those distinctive administrations, but yet we've got differences of operations among them. Same way in the church, this is what Paul was trying to get people to understand. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with him. That word spirit is capitalized. That means the manifestation of the Holy Ghost, the gifts, the administrations, the operations, the diversities of the gifts, but the same spirit. It's the Holy Ghost that does it all and works through man with different gifts, different operations, different administrations. That's the reason everybody needs to find their place in the body of Christ. You need to find what your calling is. Uh, and abide there. You need to find your calling and abide in your calling. Quit trying to be an apostle. Quit trying to be a prophet. Quit trying to be a pastor or a teacher or an evangelist if you ain't been called to it. There are many different operations in many different uh, offices in the administrations Uh, if you understand what God is doing. And I'm going to jump over to the very end of this thing in 1 Corinthians 12 and 28 and show you what I'm talking about. And God has set some in the church. First apostles, secondarily prophets, Thirdly, teachers, after this miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. All these were poured out on the day of Pentecost. They just didn't come out speaking in tongues. They came out in offices. They came out in operations. They came out in administrations. They came out with leadership of the Spirit of God. They came out With the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastors, and teachers for the government, they came forth establishing the church, setting doctrine for the church, leading the church into the doctrine of Christ. There wasn't 30 or 40 different foundations. There wasn't 30 or 40 different doctrines established. They laid down one doctrine. They laid down one doctrine, children. That's exactly what they done. They, uh, if I can get over to Ephesians, the fourth chapter, uh, and I will get there at the third verse of the fourth chapter, and this is what Paul said, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, one spirit, we just talked about, it's one Holy Ghost, has many manifestations, operates in offices, administrations, and operations, so Uh, You need to know the Holy Ghost, how he works through you and what your calling is and how you yield over to him and how you obey the calling and the function uh, of the anointing that God's put in your life according to your calling. There is one body and one spirit, even as you are called and one hope of your calling. There it is right there in verse four, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. That is not division. That is unity. That is one Lord. That is one faith. That is one baptism. That is one body, one spirit. Paul in 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 13, if you back up to it, said that by one spirit, we are all baptized into one body. It's one spirit. It's one body. Many members, but one body. That's the reason I've come out against this spirit. People run around, well, I'm the church. I don't have to go to church. No, you're not. You're one member. You're one member of the body. You're not the body. You're a member of the body. You're a member of the church, and you've got to find your place. It's just like you may have four wheels on your car with four tires, but if you take one of them off, you ain't going anywhere. So every wheel has got to be in its place, every lug nut, has to fasten them wheels and tires on that car, and they have to have them lugs out there for that lug nut to fasten. Everything has its place. You can't jump out here and say, I'm the the church, I'm the body, and I don't have to go to, no, that is wrong. That's wrong teaching. It leads to division. It leads to rebellion, which in 1 Samuel 15 goes to witchcraft, goes to idolatry. Are you hearing me? And people have got to get rid of these spirits since the church ha- has been curtailed. Spirits have stood up. Every foul spirit and unclean bird talked about in the book of Revelation has been turned loose on the earth. And people are, they have no defenses because they haven't been taught a prayer life and a relationship with God. And it's time to put aside these things and stand and fight. Take a stand and let's fight for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. May God bless you.